Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. Welcome back. I'm doing this with my headphones into my computer. If this sounds as good as when I have my expensive microphone with me that I have to cram into my carry-on suitcase, oh boy, is that going to be cool, but also a bummer because I have this expensive microphone because it's supposed to sound better. And I did a test with these headphones and I don't know, It sounds pretty good. I'd listen back to a little test, a little 20 seconds of me just saying stuff, going high and going low, and it sounded really good. So, um, yeah, hopefully this sounds really good, and also, that's cool to know. I could just use my headphones. I don't have to pack that in my carry-on. I don't have room in my carry-on when I'm traveling, and when I really, the only time I have time to record these podcasts is when... I'm traveling because when I'm home, take care of my kids. So, well, when I'm traveling, I have time to record podcasts. But at the same time, I haven't been packing my microphone, which has been mentally deterring me from going after recording more, making the time to record more podcasts. But I should just get on it, do it with my headphones. Hopefully, it sounds good uh, because I pack my books that I sell. Uh, obviously, at the beginning of these podcasts, now you hear my little intro with my pitch for my book just go to the differentbook.com i have a children's book for your parents if you know parents your teachers a lot of parents and teachers uh, i've really been buying my book and enjoying it i got something coming down the pike soon regarding my book that i'm very excited about it's either going to hit or it's going to miss but you got to take your shot you know what i mean and see what happens in life um let me see it's been a couple weeks now but i know everybody's talking about it so i'm not i don't have anything New to add about uh, the tragic and sudden death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and all those other people on the plane, the Altabelli family, uh, the parents and the daughter. And then there was, uh, after that, there was still four more people, the pilot and three other people on that plane, like helicopter, I mean, sorry. And 
the only reason I'm going to talk about it is because, full disclosure, I'm a, I've always been a Laker fan since I was young. Uh, technically, I was a Bulls fan. Bulls fan? Bulls fan first. My dad's from Chicago. My mom's from L.A. So when I was really young, the Bulls were winning all these championships in, you know, 91, 92, 93, and then again in 96, 97, and 98. When Michael Jordan was on the Bulls, and my dad's from Chicago, and we have these, you know, family friends from Chicago. So I remember being really young, going to these Chicago pizza places, and watching the playoff games, and watching Jordan win all these championships. So I was a Bulls fan, because my dad's from Chicago. And then as I got older, I realized, oh, I live in Southern California, so I became a Laker fan. So I always rooted for the Lakers. I always rooted for Kobe's teams. I never rooted against Kobe's teams, but I will say, as I got older. I was not a huge fan of the way Kobe Bryant played. Uh, I did think that he was like, a, and when it came to basketball, he seemed like he took a lot of bad shots. I mean, he's an amazing player, but he took a lot of shots with like two, three guys on him. And, uh, you know, I didn't fully understand his leadership with his teammates. But uh, as after he retired, I listened to him on some stuff and I get his mindset a little bit better. But my point is, I'm only saying that not to shit on a guy who just passed away. I'm saying it because I cannot believe how much it affected me, Kobe Bryant passing away. And I know that we're all supposed to say like, oh, there's other people too. You know, we're sad for them too. And I fucking 100% am like really sad that his daughter died, the other kids died, the other parents died of, you know, children who were not on the helicopter. It's so sad. And like being a parent, like it affects you. I feel like even more, I was always a very sensitive person and I was always very uh emotional i I think i've mentioned before on podcasts that i cry probably more than way more than the normal adult man i've never i was never taught to like suppress my feelings and hold it back so i mean i get emotional because i get sad about things i get emotional because i get happy about things i get emotional because i'm you know things like just missing my kids when i'm gone so i've always been an emotional guy my point is I cannot believe, truly, there's just with myself. You know, you like talk to yourself in your own head and usually that never gets out because it's just in your own mind and everything. I cannot believe how sad I am and have been about Kobe Bryant passing away. Um, of course, because he, you know, he died before he was old and everything and all that. And it was so sudden, but it's just weird. Like he, and I guess this is, I'm listening to, I've been listening to so many podcasts about people talking about this. And for me, I guess, he just represented, and I didn't even know this. I didn't think of this at the time. I never was, like I said, I never was the guy rocking the Kobe jersey and, you know, trying to act like him. There's a lot of just people. I, I'm, here's my point. I'm against idolatry. I've said, even before I had kids, I was like, I'm going to tell my kids, if you like an actor or you like uh, an athlete or you like a musician or whatever, like them for what they what you like them for and don't idolize them and if they start talking about you know politics don't necessarily just like take that in and be like oh that's that's what i should think because my favorite actor thinks that or my favorite uh basketball player thinks that or whatever and i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm not saying actors and uh you know athletes and musicians all these people all these celebrities can't have their opinions of course they can just as much as i can or you can or everybody but i'm just saying I've always been against idolatry. Like I've seen people get famous who are now super famous and it's just weird to watch. And this is I've had this feeling before I even saw these people get famous, but it's weird to watch people just hang on their every word 
And I personally, not to be a dick, I kind of, I find it very pathetic <laughs> that you're going to just go, oh, this person's really good at X, therefore I just take everything they say as the gospel, you know? So it's not in my faith to idolize any human. It's not in my personal just opinion to be like that. So I was never like some, I always root for the Lakers, but I was never some huge, oh my God, Kobe Bryant, dude, Kobe's the man. Oh, Kobe, I laugh at everything he says or anything, right? But man, dude, this guy, when I was super into basketball, which is, you know, I started, first time my dad took me to shoot baskets, I was three, you know, like real baskets. And um, yeah, I mean, I was watching him shoot mostly and then I was trying to throw the ball at the hoop. But um, I kind of remember that. And then I played basketball. Second grade, I think, is when I first played on an organized team. It was in Mission Viejo, California. My number was two. I remember my jersey and everything. Um, and I played in elementary school. I played in junior high. I played in high school. I played. I went to college for one year, and I played on my college basketball team. And uh, I was never going to be a pro basketball player. Uh, there were certain moments in my life where I thought, if I just try hard enough, if I keep practicing and I keep getting better, I could maybe play overseas somewhere, but I was never even good enough for that. I played a Division three college. I was like the last guy off the bench. Uh, maybe if I had, you know, the assistant coaches on my team thought I should be playing more, maybe I should have been playing more, and maybe if I got some more opportunity and I stayed in college, I could have been an... I think my ceiling was okay division three basketball guard that was my ceiling that was as high as i could have gone right but i was obsessed with basketball i used to read slam magazine if anyone doesn't know what that is just for like basketball junkies so i used to read slam magazine all the time and all stuff so when kobe kobe's a little older than me so when kobe was in the nba i mean he came in the nba in 96 so that is that's like seventh grade for me i think i'm pretty sure that's like sixth seventh grade for me so Kobe came into the NBA at a time where I was watching every single Laker game. And it was kind of funny because I said to my wife, like, man, like, I'm, I'm finding myself, like, just tearing up and crying about this. Like, I can't believe it's affecting me so much. Like, and I go, I guess, you know, I used to watch every game. Like, I watched every game, you know. And then my wife goes, oh, I watched every game, too. <laughs> and I said to my wife, I go, Christy, do you know how many games there are in an NBA season? There's 82 games a season. I doubt my wife was watching 82 games. I think she probably thinks she watched every game, but she probably watched just because I'm obviously married to her now and I know her parents really well and they're my in-laws. I, I think she probably watched the playoff games. So I get what she's saying. Like when the Lakers were good, kind of everybody in Southern California watches. It's kind of like an ongoing joke. You know, when the Lakers are good, you see all, around Southern California, LA, Orange County, all these people with Laker, fan, uh, Laker flags on their cars. And then when the Lakers suck, you don't see any Laker flags on their on people's cars. Like maybe here and there you see it. But when they're good, oh, everyone's, they got their Laker flags in their door on their car, right? So anyways, when I would watch the NBA, when I would watch every single Laker game on Fox Sports, Net, or whatever it was originally now, I think it's Spectrum or something, because I don't watch every Laker game anymore. It's my whole point. Like the entire time that I was obsessed with the NBA, I was watching, that was when Kobe was playing. And I, a lot of people have said this, but you know, they're like, oh, we watched this guy grow up since he was 17 and everything, and then you know, 20 years on the Lakers and all that stuff. But I don't know, man. Just like honestly, it was cool to watch him you know, be retired. He seemed like a, a more likable guy when he was retired. When he was playing, he definitely seemed like a 
jerk a little bit. Like I remember there was one time they, I can't remember what year it was, the Lakers lost in the playoffs and <laughs> at the press conference, and he already had kids, right? He already had, I think, two or three kids. And uh, they asked him, they go, hey, so Kobe, what does this year mean to you? And he goes, just a wasted year of my life. He just angrily was like, it's a wasted year of my life. I remember laughing going, geez, I wonder how, like, how his wife and kids feel about that. It's a wasted year of his life because he didn't win the NBA title. Um, but obviously, I'm sure he's responding to the basketball season when they say, what's the year mean to you? Anyways, I was not a huge Kobe fan, per se. Uh, I didn't like that when he can't come down the court. And if a guy just scored on him, I would just be annoyed. And I'd tell my dad, like, look, he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot. He's going to shoot because that guy scored on him. He's not going to play team basketball. And I'd be very frustrated, right? But, man, if I tell you, I've cried so much since this guy died. Just thinking about Just thinking about his daughter dying. Just thinking about the other kids dying. Just thinking about the tragedy for a family, you know. And uh, it's just weird, man. Just, like, it's really hitting me in a way that I'm the type of person who I feel like before this would make fun of who I am now for having it affect me so much. Because I'm the type of person that's like, you know, celebrities die and it's really sad, obviously, especially if they die young. That's sad for their friends and their family. And it's definitely sad, but I'm always like, yeah, that's sad, but, you know, they wouldn't care if you died. They wouldn't even know, like, type of thing. That's That was, like, my mindset. And, I mean, it still is my mindset to a little bit, to a, uh, to some degree, but um, shit, dude, it's, like, really affects me. It, like, takes me back to a time in my life when things were better within my own family. It takes me back to a... a I guess, I don't know, it sounds cliche, like a more innocent time in my life when I was just younger and really enjoyed watching the games. Like, I'm thinking back to, I remember when Robert Ory hit the shot against the Sacramento Kings when Vladi Divac slapped the rebound out to the top of the key and Ory hit the shot. I remember exactly where I was standing behind my dad's recliner because I was so invested in I hope the Lakers win this game that I was like nervous and I'm standing up and I was running around and I just remember I just remember all that stuff you know and it's weird because uh he was a part of it just it's very strange just a very I'm sure there's some sort of psychological diagnosis for what this feeling is that myself and a lot of other people are having but oh my god is it weird so another thing that happened after uh Kobe and these other people tragically died all of a sudden was multiple people went online to be like, oh, like he's a rapist. And I mean, fucking the, like the culture we live in now online where people are just feel like the need to be like, look at me, I'm, I'm going against the grain. I just don't, I feel like you have to have like something a little bit off with you. And I mean, I'm even saying that I'm like, fucking, I have stuff off with me. You know what I mean? I'm sure people who have met me and listened to me are like, you know, Jeff's got stuff off with him. But that's such a weird thing to do. And here, here's why I think it's weird. Okay. If he, if Kobe Bryant 100% definitely raped that girl, I think her name's Caitlin Faber in Colorado. If it was like, yeah, he raped her. And that's that's it. He forcibly raped a person. I'd be the first person to be like, yeah, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't have anything, any sort of, like, feelings for this guy or whatever. He's a rapist. I think rape is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Um, you know, especially when it's, like, forcible rape. Like, you just take a woman and physically force her to, you know, succumb to your, like, because you overpower her and you rape her. 
right? There's also different types. There's like date rape where, you know, sometimes date rape, I guess maybe I'm wrong about this, but if you drug a girl, yes, that's also horrible. It's terrible, terrible. Um, and you're a total piece of shit. And I think you should go to prison fucking forever. Um, but there's also these like different types of things where like a girl and a guy get together and they, they're both into it and they consent. And then maybe somebody halfway through realizes like, Oh, like I don't want this to be going on anymore. And then at that point it's like too late or they regret it the next day, or maybe they do try and stop it after it already started. And the other person doesn't realize, you know, that they really mean it. And it's, it's just, you know, sometimes a lot of drinking involved. I think that's different. I think it also, I mean, depending on the situation, that's like case by case basis. It's a, but it's definitely different than just somebody who's like, I'm going to go fucking grab that girl and rape her. You know what I mean? So the thing with Kobe's case, and I used to make jokes about my parents defending Kobe during that whole thing. So I'm not somebody who immediately when that happened was like, he didn't do it. He's really good at basketball. And I hate that. I hate when people do that when a celebrity's caught with something. They're like, he, he or she didn't do it because they're great at acting or great at sports. So I'm going to be on their side from the jump. That's not me. But I will say that that uh, the girl apparently didn't want to take the stand, and I don't, from my understanding of it, and I could be wrong, so if I'm wrong, don't don't make it like I'm a shitty person, but like, she wants to take the stand. I, there's apparently like five people that she went to a party afterwards, and she was bragging, and there was at least five people who were going to testify against her, saying she went to a party right after her and Kobe had sex, and she was bragging to them, I just had sex with Kobe Bryant. And I, I don't know if it was all those five people, but there was other people who were willing to testify that said she was like yeah like kobe like i hope i get she told them i hope i get pregnant have his baby because i don't have all this money and i wasn't there and i don't know and all that stuff so i'm not saying that's what happened but i do know that she they dropped the criminal case so he was never prosecuted for being a rapist criminally and then she filed a civil case which is how people get money you know so and then he settled out of court for money because he has a ton of money and if you want somebody to go away and somebody else is like hey we're gonna drag this out forever you you pay you know what i mean so he did that and then in his in that settlement he had to publicly give that statement where i think he said something like you know i thought it was consensual but i realize now it wasn't right which again like i don't know kobe bryant and i don't know that girl and I'm not saying I was there, but my point is that is not a clear-cut case of this dude's a rapist, in my opinion. And if you hear all those facts and you think, oh, that guy's definitely a brutal rapist, fine. But like, I just think it's weird for people, back to my original point, to have that be the case. And then their first take is like, fucking rapist died. Like a guy died with his 13-year-old daughter. I think she was 13. And other kids, other parents died. And your first take is like, fucking rapist. Like... I, I don't think that's conclusive enough to be like, yeah, that person's a rapist. I think after O.J. Simpson did his If I Did It interview, if you ever saw that, the footage finally came out from his interview he did in 2006. I think it's 2006. Pretty obvious O.J. Simpson killed those people because he gets lost in explaining, I think it was to Soledad O'Brien, you know, what he would have been thinking and he's talking about what he was thinking <laughs> as he did it. So... That was eerie and creepy and weird. So, and there's other people who are guilty of stuff too. Um, it's not just them. But I'm saying, I just don't think the Kobe Bryant thing is conclusive enough to be like, yeah, this guy's 100% rapist. You know, what a piece of shit. 
I don't know. I don't think those facts add up. You know, there's a lot of witnesses saying this girl was like, oh, yeah, I hope I get pregnant. I just had sex with Kobe. How cool am I? Look at me. I mean, went to a party afterwards. There was like, I think, three other guys semen in her uh, in her body or in her underwear or something. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't – to me, that's to me that's not a fucking conclusive case. And guess what? I don't know, and neither do you. So, like, if he was a rapist, then, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But I just don't think in this situation that is conclusive enough evidence to go that route. So there was a um, couple teachers I saw – or, no, one was a principal – this one principal from uh, uh, high school in Washington, I believe, Washington State, and she put on her Facebook something like a rapist died today or something. I don't have internet access right now, so I can't pull up the exact quote. And she had to apologize, and I think they suspended her for two weeks. And it's like, how are you a principal? And like, there's all these kids at the school tweeting like, man, they just did a whole thing with us about like, be careful what you put online, you know, be careful what you put online. And then this lady's in charge of all that stuff. And then she just goes out and is like, yeah, here are my feelings on Facebook. We're like, people from the school are going to see it. Like, why would you do that? What an idiot. And she, of course, was like, I need to be better, blah, 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 right? Then there was this other guy who, um, he was a teacher. I put it on my Instagram, um, this story, if anyone wants to know, my Instagram, Jeff Keith, G-E-O-F-F. K-E-I-T-H. And um, my actually, my father-in-law, he went to this high school. It's Garfield High School in L.A., right? And this teacher, his student, like, just filmed him. This guy's ranting to his class the next day or something about not only that he's calling Kobe, like, a rapist, right? But he's also going off on how selfish a basketball player he was. And, um, and I only said that at the beginning of this podcast to point out, like, I'm not some... I was never like some huge Kobe fan. I'm not saying that as like, that's my take. Like, oh man, this guy died in a tragic helicopter accident with his daughter. Well, he was a selfish basketball player. Like, that's not my point. My point was, I'm just setting it up so you guys know that I was never like this huge Kobe Bryant sycophant, right? So, but this guy goes off, dude. And he's just going like, he, he, he should have had more championships. He drove Shaq out of town. Uh, he also went off on how like, you can look this up online. Um, how the uh, how he traveled by helicopter because he was selfish and every and the guy goes everybody knows that's like the the least safe way to travel by helicopter so he was just being selfish <laughs> it's just like if you look it up like Kobe I'm like look at maybe that's correct about helicopter travel being the least safe form of transportation compared to like driving or flying on a plane or whatever um, but Kobe's um, reasoning for it at least according to him, was that he wanted to spend as much time with his family as possible and he's a really busy guy, so that's why he took a helicopter back and forth from Orange County where he lived to L.A., okay? All right, so I guess, I mean, selfish, but also if you have, like, the money, if I had, like, unlimited funds and I had to get somewhere, I live in Southern California, L.A. sucks. Like, if I was able to take a, a helicopter and it was way quicker, like, maybe I would too. I don't know. I'm not saying I would, but I don't know. It's, like, if that's an option for you, <laughs> like, maybe you're considering it, right? So, and LA traffic can be brutal. I remember I would, I, when I lived in Burbank, which is right next to Hollywood, I would get auditions in Santa Monica, which is on the west side of town. If I got an audition at 4 or 5 p.m., I had to leave hours early to get there to make sure I got there on time. Then I had, then after the audition, I would just go, I'm going to go see a movie. All right, this is a true story. I remember one time I left Santa Monica, the Viacom building, uh, for like, because that's where like MTV Comedy Central VH1 was, still is probably. And, uh, 
I go, man, this traffic is insane. It was like the Truman Show. If you ever saw the movie The Truman Show with Jim Carrey where he's trying to leave and they just keep blocking every street, that's what the streets look like. So I go, fuck this, dude. I'm going to go watch a movie. I looked up a movie theater. The closest one was 1.8 miles away. It took me 55 minutes to go 1.8 miles. 1.8 miles. It took me 50, 55 minutes. And then I got there and the theater was some weird, like, UCLA-owned <coughs> theater or so part of UCLA or something basically it wasn't always showing movies so I'm like oh my god so I there, couldn't see a movie there then I had to go to Century City off like Santa Monica Boulevard which is more close to like Beverly Hills and stuff and I, I, I stopped and watched a movie there before I drove home and like Burbank to Santa Monica no traffic's like 20 miles you can do it in like 20-25 minutes easy no traffic but when the traffic's bad LA is terrible so anyways that's just going across town so my point is that whatever like that my point is that guy's take this guy dies his daughter dies other people die on this plane this guy's initial take is they should have won more championships he drove Shaq out of town uh helicopter travel is the least safe and he's selfish for even wanting that it's like wow man how is that your first take i cannot watch that without being like this guy's an angry person like he's an angry guy he doesn't have anything going on in his life that he's happy about so he's angry um, so anyways, yeah, and then, uh, I don't know, I, I guess that's my whole point, I can't believe how much that shit affected me, um, I watched the, the thing the Lakers did for him, and I was just bawling, like, I was just crying, and I couldn't, it's just very weird, and it's against who I thought I was, is what, I guess my point is, a lot of people, I don't think, want to admit when they, when they do something that's against who they pretend to be or thought they were. I really thought I was a guy who clearly had empathy when like sad things happen, but also was like, ah, like a Kobe Bryant wouldn't care if I died. And I didn't know the guy personally, but that's very sad. Like that's how I thought I would have reacted to that, this whole thing. And I did react like that, but I also on top of it, I'm just so oddly broken up by it. It's just, it's very, very sad. And And a lot of people, around my age and my age that I hear on podcasts talking about it who are a little older than me and some of you a little younger than me it's kind of the same thing like you just you didn't realize how big of a part of your life this person was and it's weird all right um I don't have much to say about this next thing so I'll just say it uh Luke Perry is one of the people that was omitted from the Oscars in memoriam segment and uh I think this sort of ties into, you know, a little bit what I was talking about, but people are pissed off, like, oh, this is such a, you know, such BS, Luke Perry wasn't in the In Memoriam thing for the Oscars, which, by the way, full disclosure, I didn't watch the Oscars, I was doing shows, but um, this just shows, like, this, this is the kind of thing, man, like, I love being on stage, I want to be more well-known, I hope word spreads about something I do creatively at some point, you know, and I had a, a bigger taste of uh, that type of success when I was younger, but awards and stuff like that is just other people, you know, who you may or may not care about their opinion, giving an opinion on you. So like when you win an award or like whoever decided like, oh, Luke Perry shouldn't be in the in memoriam thing, that shouldn't value your life more or less you know what i mean i don't know luke perry i never watched 90210 pretty weird i know people my age all kind of watch that i never watched beverly hills 90210 
like ever. Like I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. But uh, I mean, who he was friends and family with, and who he was close to—that's what matters. Like that's the most important thing in life. You know what I mean? Like if if the whole world, like if I got famous and everybody was like, "Oh, Jeff Keith is the man, dude. He's the funniest. I love Jeff Keith. Like he's so great." But my family hated me, like my wife and my kids. Like if my kids were disappointed in me and my wife was just like not happy with who I was, but everybody else thought I was great, like that's not success to me. I mean, as much as I want, uh, you know, a better career and everything, and I'm, I'm still going to, I'm never going to stop working for it. But I just saw that and that was, that was my first thought, you know, and I'm not even here to argue whether or not Luke Perry should have been in the in memoriam thing. A lot of people were putting like he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that was nominated for an Oscar, and he died this year. Like, how could they not put him in? Um, yeah, I mean, good point. But it's just like it's the same with like awards. You know what I mean? Like they give Oscars every year. I honestly don't have the time now because the two little kids, and I'm just I don't see a lot of movies. I don't see barely any movies. You know, every now when my wife can sit, my wife and I can sit and watch a movie. It's great. It was a small window there where my son was young enough and uh, my mom would come up on Tuesdays and there's a like a Tuesday movie deal at the local theater near me. So my wife and I would go there and like, I think it feels like it was a thing we did a lot. I, I don't know if we did it more than three times. I think three might have been as many times as we did it. But I remember, the, was it the first time we did it? We went to see that movie Blockers, which is like cock blockers or whatever with... Uh, um, what is her fucking Judd Apatow Judd Apatow's wife uh what is her name she's so great Leslie Mann and John Cena and uh, Ike Barinholtz such a funny movie right but we I don't know if it's because we were so cooped up for so long like just being pregnant and having kids and whatever I don't know if I've ever seen my wife laugh more like she was just dying I was laughing too like that movie was very funny but just going out and having that movie day in the middle of the day was so fun but um my wife was crying laughing, and it was making me laugh even more. And I'm not a huge laugher, but we were just cracking up. My wife was really just dying, and that was a lot of fun. But my point is I don't see a lot of the movies. I want to see them. They look good. You know, I want to see Parasite. I want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I want to see – I saw um, – was The Irishman nominated? I don't even know if that's how it works now because that was a Netflix movie. I don't fucking know. Anyways, um, all these movies, like, they look good, right? And then, like, something wins, and you see people online just, like – arguing about ah oh, shit no why this one was better why would this win when this is a thing and blah blah it's like fucking like honestly who cares like i get it like if i won an oscar like if i was in a big movie and i was nominated for best actor yeah like i'd be like oh i hope i win that'd be cool but also be probably looking around at the other best actor nominees like <laughs> they're good you know what i mean like i'm up against joaquin phoenix ugh if, if I went over him, I'll feel weird or, you know, whatever. But if I went over him, I guess that's pretty cool. Like, people thought I was, you know, I did even better than him. Like, I don't know. I get that you want to win, but it really just doesn't matter. It really does not matter. It matters for, I guess, certain things. If you're an Oscar winner, maybe your price goes up for stuff in movies. But it's like, at that point, you're already making a ton of money. If you're, I don't know. If you're making a living being in big movies, <laughs> you're one of the main people you're doing pretty well. And I get it. It's all relative. I probably would, would be wanting more and more and more myself. But you got to take a step back and go, hey, awards, award shows are just a man-made, it's like human creation that just fucking is what it is. You know what I mean? 
if someone told me, it's like if I had a, if I had a, say I did like a special, right? Say I did a comedy special, which I do plan on recording one this year, filming one, not recording, filming comedy special this year, talking to some guy who wants to uh, um, possibly shoot it and do it in a cool way. And I'm excited about it. But anyways, um, we'll see what happens. Who knows? A lot of things fall through. But uh, if I shoot a special and I'm personally like, ah, oh, I fucking messed up that bit and everything looks good, but I fucked that up, or I wish we would have done this, you know? And then say, I don't know, who gives, like, the Emmys, I guess, or something? Say they gave me an Emmy for it. They're like, this is the best comedy special of the year. I would not stop going, nah, no, it's not, because I fucked up that one part. I should have done this. Like, I'm always just harder on myself than anybody. So awards are cool. Getting recognized is cool. But, I mean, I, I saw that Luke Perry thing, and I'm like, I don't know Luke Perry. I don't know his family and friends or people close to him, but who he was to them matters more than if he was in the Oscars in memoriam thing. I said, I had nothing to say about that. And I feel like I talked about that for a while. Um, all right. Couple more things. Uh, so I try not, I try and stay away from political stuff because, uh, it's very polarizing nowadays, but I got to say this. People argue online constantly just like in a mean way like in a mean-spirited way like oh you're a you're right wing you're fucking blah 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 or you're left wing you're fucking piece of shit right so <laughs> and i've i've said for a while it's not like i don't have a joke about it or anything but i've said for a while it's like you know people are walking around every day everyone's pretty much for the most part nice to each other holding doors how are you doing oh hey great day today oh hey i like your shirt you know like people are nice and you don't know their political views they might be totally opposite of yours then you go online and when you know and then you're like oh people who disagree with me are bad people it's like you probably bumped into a bunch of those people today and thought that they were nice people you know what i mean uh maybe the cashier at the place you paid for food or whatever at with you know you were you know quarter short and they're like hey you know what i got it i got a quarter right here and they pulled it out of their own pocket and you're like what a nice person maybe they voted for trump and you hate trump you know it's like you don't know right so anyways i saw like the biggest best example of this last night i am uh currently i'm working on a five-day cruise and i don't have to perform every night um i have a show tonight i have two shows tomorrow night i had last night off and i had a sh sh two shows the night before that or whatever and then other the first night i had no shows anyways not important the point is i had last night off right so i'm just bored i'm walking around i go into where the comedy club is and see what show's going on it's like this adult game show right and it's a thing where they got a bunch of people from the audience the crowd's packed you know and they're and it's like all right come up on stage and do this and do this and i need five women volunteers and i need five men volunteers and but they're doing all these fun games right and people are drinking having a good time so one of the games and i didn't even watch the whole show one of the games is a group of, I think, five or six women and a group of five or six men. And who could do it faster, right? And this is the game. And I'm not making this shit up. They grab one, the first guy or first woman, whoever, if you're on the woman team or man team, whatever, um, bends over with their hands on this thing. And then the first person comes up with a balloon. Everybody's got a balloon. And they have to, like, butt fuck you until they pop the balloon. They have to put the balloon in between their crotch and your butt and then just thrust and the audience of course is laughing and going crazy and those are their friends and family up there and everything and they're doing this to pop the balloons right and i am just watching women do this and men do this and it's like dude nobody cares about 
like there's no way everybody on stage agreed politically like i know this is weird maybe that my head goes here but these people might totally disagree. I guarantee there were Trump voters up there. I guarantee there were Bernie Sanders voters up there and Hillary Clinton voters up there and Elizabeth Warren voters up there and Joe Biden. You know what I mean? It's like, and they're sitting there butt-fucking balloons into each other's asses to try and win what? Pride? At the end of the thing, the guy said the women won, by the way. And the, the cruise director was like, oh, all right, women, you win. Like, you guys all get a free drink from the bar. But nobody knew that was even part of it before they started. So I'm just saying, like, everybody just pretending like they, like, quit hating everybody so much. Because when it comes down to it, if there might, if there might be a free drink at the end of it, you'll fucking buttfuck a balloon into somebody's butt who disagrees with you politically so quit going online and just whining and acting like everybody's evil who disagrees with you people write shit all the time on both sides where i'm like fucking whoa that's i I disagree with that that person to me is stupid but you know they're not like a bad person you know so that i just thought it was so funny just watching people buttfuck balloons into each other from all over just having a good time um my uh my buddy's dad, sticking with this like politically polarizing thing, he has this email list that he's kind of like created himself where he just sends out, I'd honestly say he sends out at least three, I'd say probably more like six, at least like three to seven emails a day. And a lot of them are political. Some of them aren't. Some of them are like, hey, there's a cool video or like here's a volcano erupting and whatever. Or here's, you know, this, whatever. Just some of it's just cool stuff, and some of it's a lot of it's political. I'd say like half of it's political, right? Maybe more. And his friends, I think I've talked about this before. His friends on this list, I'm on the list, right? Because uh, I'm his son's best friend. But like, uh, they're not all. They don't all agree with him politically. <laughs> so it is just like a back and forth every day. My email, I get more emails from this list than anything because he sends out so many emails, and there's like probably like 40 people on the on the email list. And they just, most people don't respond, but there's a few people that respond like every day. So there's people just argue, and sometimes there's other people who just chime in sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me that, you know, social media is like this place where younger people tend to go to argue about that stuff. But older people do it too. I mean, my friend's dad's in his 70s. His friends are in their 60s, 70s. These people are doctors, lawyers, you know, business owners, uh all this stuff these are not just a bunch of like losers and they just go at each other arguing and it's weird to me and sad but also like just is what it is and you really have to just accept it so you'll be happier people will talk past each other constantly you see it on twitter all the time you see it on facebook all the time people are talking past each other i saw a person who i'm friends with will not say this lady's name and she's posting on facebook the other day Oh, like, that's it. Like, I'm deleting any friend of mine who, like, supports Trump. You know, like, I just can't. Uh, yeah, like, I'm done. Like, if you support this guy, like, you're a, you know, you're just not a person who's, like, decent or whatever Whatever she said. It's just like, what? Like, and then all these people, and some people are, like, commenting, like, way to go, way to go. And then other people are commenting, like, well, I thought we were friends for, you know, 30 years. And now... I guess I guess 30 years of friendship doesn't mean anything to you because I, I voted for Trump or whatever. And it's just like, man, like people are getting, this is why you can't, 
be all bent out of shape and like assume people are bad for what they think, people are getting their information from just different places. And when people got their information from like only a few places, when it was just like there was three TV channels and TV was like the place we got information or the radio and everything, there's a couple popular radio shows where people got the news. I mean, I wasn't around back then, but it seems like the news was definitely biased in whoever ran the news, <laughs> you know? I'm sure at some points it was like more conservative, some points it was more, you know, liberal or whatever, or if those are the, the words you use for it. But, um... Yeah, it's like so you just you just hear what you hear. And I and I've told I've said this for years to people. The news like the bias in the news is more what they don't report. Like certain outlets will not report bad things about their side. They just won't cover it. They won't they won't have a take on it. They'll just not cover it. And then it's like it never happened. You know, and the other side does the same thing. They only report on the other side and then they they don't report on things that are going on bad or negative on their side. They don't say like, hey, people are saying this, but here, they don't even try and cover it up. They just go, no, this never happened. So if it's never in the news, then it's not news, right? So like the, you know, the selection bias, I think is what it's called. I don't know. That's what's like the most, you know, crazy thing. Like I remember uh, my brother was talking to my dad about something once and and I, I mentioned, I'm, I'm like being as vague as possible on purpose, but I mentioned, as he's talking, I go, well, yeah, but you know that this person was like super, like a part of this person's campaign and like cried and blah, blah, blah when this person didn't do well. And I could just tell my brother had never heard that. Like he'd never heard it. And like his face like had this like moment of like, what? But then he also realized that I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. Like I, I didn't say it like, hey, I'm arguing with you, dude. Like, let's fucking go, man. Let's have an argument. And he just goes, oh, but like, so what? And I'm like, well, so what? Like, come on. If it was flipped, if the situation was flipped and the can, the person you're talking about, you know, was the, the, the person that you dislike is the one that did that, you'd be like, look at this. It's corrupt, right? So it's just like, it's so obvious to me, man. So... I don't know. There's a lot of talk that's like there's like um, there's two, there's no two parties. It's just like the corporate, you know, media and all that stuff. I think there's a lot of truth to that, man. I'm not a I'm not a Bernie Sanders supporter, and I think it's very obvious that that guy's getting fucked over <laughs> by the Democratic National Committee. And I do not like Bernie Sanders uh, at all, really. And uh, I think um, I think he pits people against each other. And that doesn't, by the way, when you, I feel like when you say things like that, people are like, oh, so you must like so-and-so then. It's like, you don't fucking know who I like. The answer is no one. <laughs> but like, uh, it's just funny to me that you can't even say anything bad about somebody because then people will hear that and they go, oh, so you support. It's like, no, you can't make that leap. I can think everybody sucks or I could think this person's a terrible liar and this person's also a bad liar and this person's a bad liar and this person's worse than this person, but it doesn't mean I like anyone. But anyways... That got very vague and weird. But my point is, people butt-fucking balloons into each other. That is... That's America right there. That's a good time. All right, I think I had something else. Um, okay. On the lightest of light notes, here's something I've been doing that is so much fun. My dad hates it. Whenever I'm around my dad, I take his phone when he's not paying attention. And then I'll go into the bathroom and I'll take a picture of my butt cheeks... Like, I'll clench my butt cheeks, and I'll take a picture of it on his phone, and then I'll make that the picture that shows up when either I call, or my brother calls, or my mom calls. I try and pick people that I know um, call them often, you know? I don't do his business 
people because that'd be messed up. I don't want my dad being in a horrible mood when someone from business shit calls. But I'll do that, or I'll just post uh, a picture of like uh, my wife. I'll just take. I'll go online or something. I'll, or I'll find a picture. Or I'll just take a dumb picture of my face. The butt cheeks one is pretty fun though, you know, because I just like. And my mom will call me and be like, "Why are you doing this to dad? He's freaking out. He's so upset." And I'm like. It is really funny to me. I don't know how else to say it. It's really funny to me that one, he doesn't know how to just change it because it's really easy to change. It's so easy to change, right? To make the face ID when somebody calls just nothing or make it different. That's number one. Number two, I just like the idea of like my brother calling my dad and then my butt cheeks popping up on his phone screen. I don't know. It's fun. Definitely do it. Okay, guys. I don't know. I rambled for a while. Uh, I'm going to go cry again probably about Kobe. No, just kidding. I cried too much about it already. But uh going to start cranking out some more. If this headphone thing sounds pretty good, I'm about to edit it right now. I'll get it up in a couple days when I'm back on land at the airport. But um, if this sounds decent, this is great news because I can just get some articles, save them, read them when I'm... Uh, on the ship or whatever. Uh, that's the thing that sucks. I don't have the internet. I can't just like look stuff up and give you guys exact quotes or I, I love going through some articles. I love the psychology articles and stuff. I'm very into that stuff. Like why people are the way they are, why I am, why I am the way I am, things like that. Um, I just feel like a lot of people nowadays want to argue too. Like I've had friends where like you'll text them something and they, it's like they're in like Twitter mode. Like, oh yeah, like blah, blah, here's where you're wrong. I'm like, oh no, like I'm not, or like, you know, like, you need to calm down about this. I'm like, I'm not excited about it. I just, like, I'll be like, oh, this is weird, right? And then they're just like, I don't think that's weird at all. Here's why it's not weird. <laughs> they want to, like, argue. It's like, oh, no, I'm not, like, flipping out about it. I just think it's strange. No, I'm, like, not emotionally invested. What's going on right now? <laughs> so I feel like, I, I think that's a social media thing. I think some people are just in that mode all the time of not, like, like, I'm constantly saying, I love talking to people who give me a, like, their perspective on stuff. I'm like, oh, man, like, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that, or I didn't think of it that way, or that's a new way to think of it. Or I, a lot of times, you'll even hear me on these podcasts say, like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but most people don't talk like that. I feel like everybody's now is just like, here's my super hot take, and, you know, here's my strong opinion about this. I'm like, I don't have a, there's some things I just don't have a strong opinion on, or some things I just don't know enough about to have a strong opinion, but everybody's like, no, 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 I read one article, dude, I have a fucking strong opinion, but uh, I just think it's weird how you can't nowadays just say something, but like, hey, do you find this strange? I find this strange, and someone's just like, you need to calm down, man, why are you so, like, pissed off about that? I'm like, oh, I'm not pissed off about that, I just, I'm not at all pissed off, I'm just bored. <laughs> I saw this, I'm watching my kids, or I'm on a cruise ship, or whatever, and it's fucking, I thought this was weird, like, you could be like, ah, it's not weird to me, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I don't hate you, because it's not weird to you, I'm not gonna, like, be like, it should be weird to you, why is it not weird to you, <laughs> anyways, all right, guys, please, um, spread the word about my book, if you can, children's book, thedifferentbook.com, and if you haven't yet, rate this podcast, give it a five-star review, uh, and give it a little, um, give it a little review if you can. It only takes like 30 seconds. It takes like five seconds, 10 seconds to do the five stars. Please do that. And if you can do a quick review, just saying like, oh, I really enjoy this or something and just press submit, fuck, totally helps out. All right, I appreciate you. Hope you're all having a great day. Hope you're having a great day. What is that, husband? No. 
have a great day. Why don't you have a great day? There you go. I think that's it. All right, guys. Um, hope everything is great with you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my daddy.